All right. Thanks for coming back. This is Jeremiah with the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the privilege of interviewing Tammy in Mel from uh, Cryptid World. And I will go ahead, and this is a really special podcast because you can't tell yet. Well, maybe you can because you're smart, but uh, I actually have <laughs> interviewing two people at the same time, and they have some really cool stuff going on. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's have uh, Tammy uh, start out by introducing who you are, what you do, uh, what Cryptid World is, and then we'll uh, head right over to Mel after that, if that's cool. Okay. Well, my name is Tammy. Um, and I write under the pseudonym T.S. Mart, and I am the mother of the mother-daughter duo. Uh, I do the writing, the research. Uh, Mel is the illustrator, and we both plot together and uh, dream together, and so that's basically what I do. I do the writing and the research. Um, Cryptid World, though, is our kind of our uh, brainchild together where it's a website where we produce family friendly content uh, about cryptids, creatures, fascinating creations. And it's where Mel uh, is able to uh, house her, uh, some of her graphic designs of cryptids mainly. Yep. Uh, we have uh, blog posts and articles on cryptids and, um, Creatures, author interviews, uh, cryptid uh, products, etc. And what else is on there, Mel? Cryptid yeah. World has coloring a, pages. Coloring pages. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. I miss those. Yeah. I have to check those out. My five-year-old will be all about those. Yes, awesome. yes, yeah. Cool. Have him uh, have him yeah. color some pictures, and we'll we'll put them up. Yep. Totally. Put them up on our totally. blog. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so, and also our books, you know, obviously, okay. it's our home base. Very cool. Yeah. And let's head on over to Mel. Uh, I'm Mel Cobb. I am a creature designer slash illustrator for the books and the website, Cryptid World. Um, and I'm the daughter of the duo. I do the art side of things. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, that's, that's that basically all cool. I do. <laughs> cool. Um, you also have a really cool article on your website about the town of Point Pleasant that I, w I read this last week. Okay. It's very cool. So you've actually, mm -hmm. you visit, you visited the mm -hmm. town of Point Pleasant before. It's, what is it like four hour drive from where mm -hmm. we live? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And that was actually our first time, uh, being in Point Pleasant. Um, but I, since I can't remember, I've always wanted to go because the Mothman was my all-time favorite. Um, oh, okay. Until, you know, I, I dove deeper into the, the cryptid world. Um, but, yeah, it's a pretty cool city. You know, it's got, got some eeriness to it. It's not really what you expect when you, you, have, an, you have a vision and then you really? go. And yeah. it's, it's different, but it's kind of cool. I think it has exactly what you expect. You just don't realize that that's what you expect. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, okay. yeah, interesting. So you have this okay. you have this feeling about Mothman and who he is and mm -hmm. and the legend and the stories and they give you this this kind of aura, this feeling. And you, you don't really know what that is until you get to that town and then as you walk down the street and you wow. stop into shops or you see all the empty empty shops 
then you kind of get a feeling of what um, Point Pleasant feels okay. like, I think. Smaller yeah. uh, river community type deal ish. Well, I think it's it's just one of those um, small town communities that mm. have boomed at one time. It was a boom town, and then it slowly just uh, declined, mm. and industry left. And you know, <laughs> once that happens, you know, it just it sucks some life out of the city, and it feels exactly. like it, it feels like not a city. It feels like a town that's struggling to keep its feet mm. under it. it People yeah, are really exactly. really nice though. People are really yeah. nice. It's um, and then yeah, and towns like that, they they realize, hey, we have this amazing cryptid story. This is gonna save the town. Like if they're smart, they realize that. Yeah. Like it's the same right. thing with like uh, uh, Van Meter. Well, Van Meter, Iowa has a Van Meter visitor, which <laughs> yes, great, great. This is from my buddy Strangeology. He he hooked me up to that. Okay, because so okay. I, I actually live in Iowa, which is like, so I live like okay. 20 minutes away from Van Meter. So every year we go out to, they have a day festival. Okay. It's not like the Mothman Festival, but it's kind of like the little cousin to the Mothman Festival, right? And people from that festival come out to our festival and try to pick fights and stuff. It's <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, but it's a fun time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so did you guys see the uh, statue when you were there? Oh, yeah. 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 What were your yeah. thoughts of the statue? There's what? What, what, what were your, your thoughts, thoughts of, this, of the statue? <laughs> oh, oh. Um, you know, as a designer, there, there's yeah. always different perspectives of, of the monsters. Um, there and then there are different perspectives and um descriptions of the mothman itself and so mm -hmm. i respect the designer of that uh mothman um it's not how i would do it but it's right. still pretty cool the mothman now, butt is pretty cool <laughs> now didn't we meet the the tourist bureau guy uh -huh. he, he's in charge of uh, tourism didn't he say he was the one who commissioned that project oh wow. um I don't, he may have said that he knew the person who, who designed oh. it, but um, I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly what he said. We found him just sitting out on the street um, yeah. in front of one of the stores. The and <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It <laughs> was 100 degrees outside, but he was yeah. stopping everybody and just talking to them about uh, Mothman and about their, their quaint little town. And that is awesome. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you, really, if you lived in that town? Yeah. Um, I was on I was on a, a kick where I was going to interview the the sculptor of the statue and get the story about how it's um, it's designed after a famous bodybuilder and get the behind the scenes and I found out he passed away about like uh, five years ago oh. so maybe I will get like his his widow or like if he has a widow or something that would be that would be a cool interview but um, mm -hmm. definitely you know want to make it out there to Point Pleasant one day for that so that's cool that you both have been able to to go out there but um uh so i of course i i kind of contacted both of you through instagram you have some really cool instagram presences coming on um mel your stuff is is really really amazing like Thank hats you. off to you uh has that so um to ask you some questions about that. So like, is it something where you've always been drawing stuff like that through your childhood or like, um, did you just kind of grow into it and, or what, what do you think regarding like monsters and cryptids and stuff? Uh-huh. 
Well, uh, when I was really young, um, I have two older brothers, um, and they were heavily into Pokemon. And so naturally I got myself into Pokemon and, um, my, me and my oldest brother, we would fight over Pokemon like crazy. And so, and so, um, mom decided to just like toss everything Pokemon out of the house, just like (laughs) into the the trash, it's gone. And so, um, with that, we were kind of forced to create our own Pokemon game and our own card game. And so, um, since I can remember, uh, I've been drawing monsters and creatures, uh, on a daily. And so creatures have been just a part of my world. Um, Mm. since I can remember, it's just the natural thought process that comes to me. Okay. Yeah. That is cool. That's really cool. So, um, I like to say, I don't know what her mom the most, uh, her kids fighting or throwing all that money out of the, out in the drain. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Cause yeah. you didn't know what it's worth now, but you knew what it was worth back then as a parent. Cause you right. had to probably yeah. purchase all that. Um, well, and the irony a lot of, more now. <laughs> yeah. And the irony of that story is that my older son went on to, play some Pokemon tournaments and in, in oh, at the wow. national level oh, in Indianapolis no and has a little trophy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a cool story. Yeah. I could, I, that makes sense because sometimes I look at some of your work and I'm like, it's almost like, it's almost like there's a little, there's a little Pokemon going on there, but like, you know, yeah. you, there's definitely an influence there. It's, it's very cool. Sure. So, yeah. Nice work there. Nice work. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tammy, have you always been a writer then, or how did you, uh, how did you get into writing? Yeah, I, I, um, I wrote a lot as a teenager. It was kind of an escapism and a way for me mm-hmm. to deal with a lot of hardship that was going on in my life. And so, yeah, I was escaping the stories and I never really realized, uh, um, how therapeutic it was for me and how with each story, my writing was improving a little bit, but yeah, I actually wrote a couple of novels in high school with some girlfriends who also liked to write and then uh, put it away when I went to college. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for, uh, I really enjoyed writing. So I took some electives in creative writing and kept it alive. And uh, then later in life, picked it back up when I stayed, I stayed home with the kids for a bit when they were, little and picked up some uh well we got a computer <laughs> and i yeah, started freelancing yeah. yeah doing some freelance and and writing and that's when i started publishing some things and and thought hey i can do this but uh then i went back to work and put it all away again and uh just recently started writing again so yeah that's cool that's cool and um so you are you're based out of the midwest right Mm-hmm. Yes. Both based out of the Midwest, because I, I remember seeing that. So the upcoming book, which we'll talk about in a bit, because I'm kind of building up to it. It's from, is it Indiana State Press? That's yeah, Indiana publisher. University. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, cool. right. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So my next question is, so where did, um, so I know you, you speak to a lot of, um, you know, people, let's say, you know, I'm in my mid thirties and a lot mm-hmm. of, um, you ask them, 
where did your love for cryptos come? And it's usually uh, my parents, you know, watch this with me or something to do with the parents. So mm-hmm. it's obviously both, both of you have a love for cryptids. So um, where did that, did it start at the same time or Tammy, did yours start earlier before Mel or, or is there kind of a weird story going on there? You know, there's always a weird story. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so I'll let Melissa kind of talk about it first because she's she's the real uh, the culprit in all of this. Okay. So I'll let her start. <laughs> cool, cool. Go ahead. Um, I started out with cryptids. Well, um, creatures have, like I said about the, with the Pokemon, um, cryptids. I mean, creatures have like they've always been a part of my world and my thought process. Um, and then it was probably around the age of eight. I was watching like, oh, I don't know, uh, what's that one show called Monster Quest or maybe even it was like the Oh Lost yeah, Monster e- Quest, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. it was the, and then it was the Mothman episode. And yep. oh my, like I don't think I've ever been so scared in my young age <laughs> ever. <laughs> and so for days yeah. after that, I was terrified. Um, but then it grew into a fascination, you know, so creatures have been a part of my life and my my world. Um, and so when I, um, discovered cryptids, it was like these creatures or like creatures that I create could possibly exist in this world. And we, we never, you know, we never know. Oh, that is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so my fascination grew and, um, you know, as as I grew into a teenager, you know, it was kind of weird to be into cryptids, but, um, you know, I, I never really cared. I was that weird kid in school. Um, and then, you know, it dissipated. And then um, my mom, uh, like out of the blue, I don't even know how you came up, like why you wrote. She wrote a short story for me for my 18th birthday. 19th. 19th birthday. Um, and that kind of kickstart uh, the whole cryptid world thing. So I'll... I'll kick you know i'll push it over to you mom so you can finish okay okay well well i just want to go back to a couple things one when she was about eight or so and she was watching that mothman episode i remember that specifically because she and the boys were watching it on my bed um because i wanted the living room tv and i didn't want that stuff on my you know on the tv so (laughs) right go go watch it in the bedroom (laughs) yeah and so like she said for days it bothered her But the way that Melissa dealt with her fears, and she has a lot of them, (laughs) sorry, Mel, Um, she studies, she researches, and she started digging into into cryptids, what they were, what Mothman was, what cryptozoology was. And I don't know how many eight-year-olds out there know what cryptozoology is, especially when she was eight. (laughs) But she she discovered this world and I, I remember her talking about cryptids and just thinking, you know, this stuff is, I don't understand what she's talking about, but I, I know what Bigfoot is and mm-hmm. I know what Loch Ness Monster is. And I guess that, you know, these things people think are real are what cryptids are. And so Melissa's uh, learning about them and it's helping to cure her fears because she's gaining perspective. That is cool. What is real yeah. and what isn't. Okay, yeah. I can totally. Yeah. Um, I, I get that as a parent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, That's cool. One day, one day, this is on a sort of a different uh, topic. She was, we were on our way to the drive-in and uh, we had the windows rolled down and this 
horsefly flew in the window and it hit her oh, no. in the head. <laughs> It bit you. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) It bit her, and she was upset, obviously. And I said, "Well, why don't you draw me a picture of that and just show me what that horsefly was like? You know, just to take her mind off of how she felt." And she drew this giant horsefly with horns and fangs, (laughs) and (laughs) it was amazing. (laughs) It was really amazing. That was one of her first uh, creatures that she ever drew. Because before that, cool. that, she was drawing ponies and kittens and, and the occasional werewolf was in there, but okay. yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So back to um, the Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward a few years and um, we were living in China and um, I went through a divorce okay. and Mel and I moved home okay. um, and then Mel went back to China and I stayed mm. here and yeah. she went to college university over there in China and, and her boyfriend was there. So okay. she had a lot of reason to be there and yeah, right. I was missing her. I was really missing her. So I knew at the time that her favorite big, her favorite cryptid was Bigfoot or so I thought it was. Um, so I wrote her a short story for her 19th birthday because you couldn't guarantee that any package you would send over to China would actually make it. So I, am I talking too loud? You are fine. Absolutely okay. fine. Yeah, this is um, perfect. Okay. Yep. All right. And so I sent her this package, worried that wouldn't make it to her. So I also wrote her a short story about Bigfoot. And that okay. is what started our, our, really our love and fascination for Bigfoot. We started researching him, or I did. And I just thought this is really interesting, the whole culture that surrounded Bigfoot. And while I was researching this book, I noticed that there are a ton of books out there about uh, what about stories, you know, people who've encountered mm-hmm. Bigfoot, yep. um, legends about mm-hmm. what Bigfoot is, but there was nothing that really tied it all together. Nothing that brought um, each segment, the history and the mm-hmm. legends and the, um, the pulp culture that we see and yeah. the, yeah. the, um, the different, uh, territorial uh, encounters, firsthand encounters. So I thought, I mean, and I read then tons of Bigfoot books. And, and the one thing that was missing was, was a book that brought it all together. Mm-hmm. So I agree it with started with a, Definitely. Yeah, it started with a fictional short story. And now it's ended up with a, uh, um, this nonfiction book that's coming out in September okay. uh, through Indiana University Press. But then also has ended up with a fictional uh, novel. The short story just grew. So, and now it is a full size oh. novel. Yeah. Okay. So you took uh, the story that you wrote for Mel and turned it into mm-hmm. a novel and, and yeah. published it. It's not published yet. Oh, okay. Right. But maybe it's one not day. not published yet. Yeah. Hopefully that is the, that is the story, that story and a couple other fictional stories that are similar okay. to it. That is how we acquired our agent is with the fiction. Okay. And so it's our agent who had connections with Indiana University Press who brought us the nonfiction job. So we're not cryptozoologists. We're We're entertainers. We're (laughs) we're (laughs) entertainers. Yeah. Oh, it's like (laughs) people get all 
blah about that. It's like, oh, you can't go to a school and get like crypto as well. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can, but it's like, come on, if you dig it, then go for it, you know? Sure. Yeah. So yeah. totally. Yeah. 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 So we're kind of like experts in what we're doing at the time, you know, okay. researching deeply yep. and writing at the time and, and really trying to uh, put together uh, information that is smart and mm-hmm. detailed and thorough. Um, but again, um, as soon as we move on to the next project, we forget half of it, or I, I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So our agent brought us the job, and we happened to be in the frame of mind wanting to put together a project that filled in the gaps. Was exactly what they were looking for. So that was exciting. Wow. So you are um, kind of have a question. So the Indiana is Indiana's University uh, State Press. Is that right? I kind of messed Indiana up. University yeah. Press. Yeah. That's right. So is it is that actually like with Indiana University then? So mm-hmm. you're so this is right. for a school in a way. Well, or, they have Indiana University Press has um, their scholar books. Okay. Uh, which are textbooks and mm-hmm. and those things that really smart people write. Yep. And then they have an imprint which is called Red Lightning Books, and that is more of their trade books. Okay. So. Um, if you look on our Instagram, we have the Indian University Press catalog that is okay. up for the fall, and our book is in it along with a book called. I noticed that, yeah, it's very cool. yeah, Weird Earth, and there's some um, stories in there about uh, some other historical things in the Midwest, and hmm. uh, they're more they're more of your um, less scholarly. I don't know if they're resource, but they're. They're just more of a mainstream interest versus this yeah. academic. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. I was like, I was wondering that like, is, so is Indiana uh, University going to have like a, uh, a Bigfoot class or like, what's the deal? But that makes yeah. more sense now. Yeah. I'd be cool if they did have a Bigfoot class. I mean, I'd be signing up. Probably. Yeah, that would be cool. But, yeah. Um, so explain to me uh, from what I've seen of the book, the, the Bigfoot book that's going to be coming out. Uh, later this year, it is very cool. Um, how do you, how do you describe that book to uh, you? You know, tell your friends like, hey, I got this Bigfoot book coming out. Is it a lot of like illustration heavy or um, kind of down the middle? There's illustrations. There's there's stories. There's um, what do you think? I like to say that that it's kind of a one stop shop for the Bigfoot mm-hmm. fan who is a maybe a, a believer or a skeptic. It's a good place to start to learn all of the basics about Bigfoot, but it's also going to take you a little bit deeper into the whole culture of the big, the whole Bigfoot culture. Mm. I have a little section I pulled that kind of describes the culture. If you want to hear it. Oh, totally. Yeah. I would love that. I mean, I mean, go ahead. Um, okay. So we talk about the importance of culture and the five roles that people play in the Bigfoot culture. And so that's probably going to include anybody who's listening to this or watching it and Mm -hmm. and us as well. So uh, the various roles individuals play within the Bigfoot community has shaped its culture. These roles emerged over time and their interconnection to one another is often rocky. While some people spend large amounts of money to research and investigate, others hunt for fame and fortune. Still others find themselves fascinated with Bigfoot because of a terrifying firsthand encounter, an experience many hope to never repeat. 
The entertainment industry has found success exploiting Bigfoot because he is lucrative material. Fused between all of these characterizing roles are the fans who enjoy the idea, the books, the entertainment, reading about the adventures, and sharing in the fun. Within the Bigfoot culture exists five groups of people who fill various roles. And since we're doing this and people are watching it, they are part of those roles. And those five roles are the eyewitness, researchers and investigators. I separate out the hunter and, and define that a little differently. The entertainer and the fan or hobbyist. Yeah. So from here, then we move. Yeah. From that section, we move on and we talk about the early lives of the cryptozoologists, the early cryptozoologists and how they, okay. they shaped today's Bigfoot culture, their role. And then uh, how, how it all orig originated and evolved today. That culture then moves into pulp culture. And, uh, and we uh, highlight some of the, the most uh, famous Bigfoot um, products. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So like your Harry and the Andersons and stuff like that or mm -hmm. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Try to dig into the story behind why they're created and where they came from, yeah. originated the ideas. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. It's a lot Very of fun. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That was actually mm -hmm. something that I was like, hmm, sometimes stuff like that comes up, but I kind of feel weird asking for it. But uh, thank you for <laughs> offering that. That was very cool. Um, I love how, uh, so let me, let me, uh, Mel, let me say this back to you, see if I got it right. So you were creating monster drawings and then you kind of found out about cryptozoology. That yes, is, yeah. that's awesome. That's like a Spielberg movie type thing. Like, that's <laughs> really cool. So then you're like, yeah. oh my goodness, I drew this dude and I could go find him. Like, man, that is so cool. I love that. Yeah. That's very cool. Did you guys ever go on like, well, I guess I can kind of answer this myself, but let's go more into it. It's like, did you ever go on like uh cool, like weird travel trips, you know, go see the, the cryptid towns? I know you did at least one with Mothman. But uh, any other kind of crazy adventures or? Um, well, we went to, uh, what was that, Urbana? The, we went to go find, um, what is that, Cedar Bog Monster? Is that what it is? Yeah, the Cedar Bog right. Monster. Mm -hmm. um, but what else did we do? We, had, we do. We love to, we loved a road trip. And yeah, it, it's awesome. just great. We've been to the Pine Barrens. New oh Jersey. yes, oh, the Pine really? Barrens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got we almost talking? got stuck. Sandy Roads. Oh, we got we got lost. <laughs> we got lost. Our GPS stopped working in the middle of the yeah. doesn't Pine work in the Pine Barrens. You <laughs> don't mess around. Yeah. I grew up on in the northeast and like okay. so I kind of spent a little bit of time, not a lot down there, but man, you don't mess around with the Pine Barrens. Like they will Yeah, yeah. But our second book, which is coming out in May, is called Sky Monsters. And the yes. we the Jersey devil is a big part of that book. So oh, we had, man. we had to go do some research. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we went out to uh, New Mexico. Um, well, uh, maybe a little chupacabra research there. It was maybe. more like the terrain, you know, how can we incorporate the terrain in the book and okay. it's a fictional book. Yeah, yeah. Another fictional book. Mm -hmm. Been to That's Detroit cool. and for a gargoyle book. 
We were doing some gargoyle okay, racing for the ask, inner city or, urban fantasy. Detroit for the yeah. RoboCop statue, you know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, that's a fun yeah. reason to go to Detroit for, I guess. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Man, the Pine Barrens. Yeah, that is cool. Is there anything weird that you've ever like found in Indiana? Or I know, like I live in Iowa, there's some weird stuff out here, but I've never really like gone weird tripping in Indiana before. Indiana. Well, we actually live in Ohio. So. Um, oh, you do? Oh, I'm sorry. But we do live right on the state line. Yeah. We, we live very oh, close to the state line. Oh, okay. Indiana has some Bigfoot stories, but... And they have lyrics. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, I, I don't know of many cryptids that are in Indiana. Do you, Mel? The beast of Busco? Is that in Indiana? The turtle? Um, oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's, it's, I saw it at the um, Lauren Coleman's museum. I think he, oh, really? he mentioned it in there. Yeah, he's got a lot of weird stuff in there. That's a fun place if you've never gone yeah. to that in Portland, Maine. You check it out. Yeah. You love it. Yeah, yeah. We, that's yeah. something we want to do is, is go up there and check it out for sure. But Ohio, so you're just over the line in Ohio. Ohio's got a lot of weird stuff going on. Oh, we've we been do. to Loveland. Loveland Frogman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> went, to, cool. we went kayaking. What is that, the little Miami River? Uh-huh, okay. yeah. And um, people, we, we brought the Loveland Frogman up and uh, people thought we were crazy. <laughs> like, really? Oh, yeah. So but, I do not know that they thought we were crazy. But they, they're they, proud of their crazy. They love the Loveland Frogman. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It's only the outsiders that come to visit Loveland that think we're crazy. <laughs> oh, gotcha. We have these little stickers that, that Mel created. They're a little frog. Love the, the Frogman. And we took those down there. And when, when we uh, went out to eat or we went into this uh, store and we give them away and we trade them and oh, wow. it's, a very, cool. it's a conversation starter and you find yeah, out what totally. people know or what they, what they find interesting and yeah, very cool. have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So being in Ohio, do you guys ever go to the, uh, have you ever been to like the Ohio Bigfoot conference before? I think that is that mm-hmm. the same part of your state or no, it's in Salt Forks, a- right? Yeah, it's on the other side of Columbus. And, and okay. to get anywhere in Ohio, you have to go around or through Columbus, which is yeah, awful. Yeah. Yeah. And so we did um, two years ago, 2019. Oh, wow. We went, <laughs> we went last year. We didn't go this. We didn't go in 2020. We went in 2019. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year. But we didn't. We didn't set up or anything. We just mm-hmm. visited. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that was, looks like a fun. trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Salt, Salt Fork <laughs> is nice. Uh, it's a nice state park. Um, the conference was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't as big as the Crypticon, um, but obviously Crypticon is all Oh, cryptids. have you been to Crypticon too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, we're planning I'm super on. Super jealous. Super yeah. jealous. Have you been? No. It's I, a lot I of fun. I haven't gotten to go to any. So here's why. Because we are trying to uh, pay down all our debt. Okay. Like Dave Ramsey style, you know, that oh, so yeah, crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But we're getting there. And once we get there, then we can do, you know, crazy stuff. Nice. But we nice. got a, a ways to go. So there's a lot of Grubhub and DoorDash delivery. 
when I'm not doing this or like my nine to five. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, good for you. Super jealous of you guys. Uh, Crypticon looks like a a total blast. Yeah. You meet a lot of fun and interesting like-minded people, you know, so Mm -hmm. there are fans, there are the believers, you know, you can, you can mix and you're all there to have fun and to, um, to network and to, to talk. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time. That is we've been cool. twice as visitors and we've uh then this this year hopefully in december we'll be setting up as a oh, vendor oh that's a good point okay yeah so it's still on for uh, well i i don't know i mean it's uh yeah. yeah i haven't heard otherwise but you'll you'll hoping to be a vendor if it's if it's on this year mm-hmm. yeah that is yeah. really cool yeah so so kind of be like half uh, drawings of Mel's, the books, kind of like everything together. What's the plan with with the booth there? She's actually working on a project right now. Okay. Do you want to talk about it? Mel? Yeah, yeah, I guess I could talk about it. Um, we're talking about the coloring book project, right? right? right. Yeah, oh, the coloring book. Oh, that is um, super smart. Yep. Yeah, the coloring yeah. book is going to be the 50 states of cryptids. And so each state is going to have, obviously, the, the most famous cryptid associated oh, right. with the state. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the big project I'm working on right now for the for the conference. Um, and then posters. Yeah. Um, wow. And the book, of course. And we have, hopefully, with the book, we'll have uh, some swag that will be given out and Very have cool. a drawing. We have we have a big basket gift basket where want to raffle off or okay. not raffle off not raffle uh giveaway drawing no yeah. that is a really cool that's a that's a just cool idea all around like um there's some states it's gonna be tough well unless so are you doing one page like one cryptid per state then uh yeah 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 one cryptid per state um yeah there are some states that have oh, a man. lot of cryptids associated with it and then you have like colorado and it's like the rocky or the, the rock slide it? monster yeah thing. yeah it's like yeah, okay yeah. Well, you know yeah. <laughs> i guess i'll do it <laughs> or like oh. iowa is you know you better the van meter <laughs> it'll definitely be the van meter yes because this yeah. cryptid needs way more press than it, it doesn't agree. get anything yeah. yeah, I agree. My my yeah. van meter design is a little bit different. It's a little bit okay. more humanoid than it is. Um, the cool. uh, um, what is it? Pterosaur? Is that was that what it's? What the uh, Petriosaur. Most people Pterosaur. are like most people are like a pterodactyl pterosaur type thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. a flying dinosaur with a laser light uh-huh. on his head. Ooh. Yeah. I just activated Siri. My new computer is weird. It activated Hey Siri when I, I don't like when it does that. <laughs> That's hey, funny. I'm, I'm distracted. Um, so, yeah, West Virginia. I mean, you could have – West Virginia's got a lot of cryptids. That's going to be tough. Yeah. I had I'm to sure pick between mm-hmm, – I, I had to pick between um, the Flatwoods Monster and uh, the Mothman. Oh. Uh, can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Mm. So now what did you choose for Indiana then? Beast of Busco. Okay. Hold yeah. on one minute. My stuff is wigging out. Okay. Say something again. Hello? Please. 
Gary, <laughs> uh, let me make sure we're still recording. We are good. That was weird. Yeah, it waked out my Bluetooth headphones and like you guys, oh, no. talking, I couldn't hear anything. Oh. Uh, but we figured it out. Thank goodness. Okay. Uh, still recording. Good. So, um, sorry, if you had just said anything, I did not catch it. We were just chatting. We were okay. chatting about Indiana. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, it's a nice place. I've driven through it. It's nicer than Southern Illinois. Just kidding, guys. Southern Illinois is fun. <laughs> yeah, um, we just we did some uh not legend tripping, but we did some research for our Sky Monsters book over in Illinois. So oh, that really? was fun. That was one of my favorite trips. Yeah. But we'll have to talk about that in another podcast. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um I think that we have done this has been really insightful and like just the there's a lot of cool things I've taken out of this uh, as a parent, but I am super pumped <laughs> to see the coloring book come out. I am going to um, definitely pick up one of those for my kid. I think that's going to yeah. be a good time. Yeah. I hope it turns out. Yeah. Well, on the website, get on the website and we have the beast of Bladenboro, the F- Loveland Frogman. Oh, really? The dog okay. man. Too. The dog man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to say one more thing because I kind of, when I was talking about the book, I left out one huge major part of the book that differentiates it from other books. And oh, that is yeah, totally. Mel's uh, uh, profiles that she has researched and profiled over 40 Bigfoots from across the world. Oh, that is and, really And huge. then drawn them. Yeah. Yeah. So each one, uh, she's, do you want to talk about it, Mel? Yeah, I guess I can. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so uh, one of my main goals in creating um, each Bigfoot, um, I, I uh, treated them as if they were subspecies of um, the overarching species of Bigfoot. And so I wanted to, my goal was to make sure that they were um, individual um, and all different looking. And um, so, uh, you know, my, my main focus was providing designs that are, that come from a realistic approach. Um, okay. and so that people can enjoy wondering and, um, trying to, um, be able to incorporate into, you know, something that they've seen, um, or, uh, to, you know, not really, <laughs> not really think about it from like a fantastical point of view, but more of like a realistic point of view. And so one of my main, yeah, one of my main focus is to come from it or go at it from like a, uh, just all of the, uh, insight from people who've had eyewitness accounts. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. By keeping Mm -hmm. the real or the, uh, classic designs and descriptions. Uh, meanwhile, um, you know, taking designs from like, you know, it, was it more dog looking? Was it more ape looking? You know, and then like okay. combining the two. But also my main focus was making them all individual as if they were subspecies. I like that. So, That's really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was a, it was a good challenge. Humanoids are, is not really my type of, you know, designing. So it was, it was a good challenge. And I don't know how I made it through. <laughs> from what I've seen, it looks pretty cool though. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the whole thing. It's going to be good, good stuff. Um, so we are, before we, we transition to something else, um, 
let's say, so I have a lot of people listen actually from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are not familiar, there's a lot of people that are not on Instagram too, but, um, if they're like, they listen to, they've listened to this and they're like, Oh, I want to, I want to check out, you know, the, uh, the, the drawings and keep the rest of the, uh, the book coming out. What are ways that they can keep uh, uh, track of you guys? Um, best websites, uh, social mm-hmm. media, stuff like that. Yeah. The, the best all comprehensive place is going to be our website at cryptidworld.com. Okay. And on there you can sign up for our newsletter. And in our newsletter, we keep people updated on what's happening next. Um, and we have a section on our website, a pull-down tab, where you can read an excerpt from the book, and you can follow the links to the book. Uh, it's for sale on uh, pre-order on Amazon right now. And it comes out September 22nd, and it'll be available at all bookstores. It's not... a it's not available outside the U.S. at this point in time, but I'm hopeful that we can have it for sale on our website and be able to get it to people who are across seas. Very cool. Yeah. And um, then we have the Instagrams, uh, Cryptid World, at Cryptid World, and then uh, my Instagram, which is at Mel period Cobb. Gotcha. Yep. Which is spelled uh, C-A-B-R-E, right? Yep, like the word macabre, but melcob. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook at Cryptid World. Okay. Um, and then on Twitter at Cryptid World as well. So I'm I'm active on Twitter in the early mornings and awesome. it's when I write. So I think people keep me company and that's wonderful. Um, yeah. So we're everywhere. Pretty cool. much. All right. So everyone who's listening to this, go go check them out. Like it's really cool stuff. 100%. Yeah, we're gonna you have, go check it out right now after this. We're going to have a, uh, a party, a, a book release party coming up. It's going to be virtual oh, on okay. Facebook. Um, we haven't decided on the date yet, so we will definitely um, talk about that in our newsletter. And it'll Fantastic. probably be up on all of the social media, too. So we just all can't right. decide what day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. are, we, are we up for having a little story time, do you think? Um, well, what happens. it's not a Bigfoot story. Is that okay? That's fine. It's, I, I mean, and the stuff I've had so far has been, has been weird. Um, it's not, it doesn't have to be Bigfoot. It's so okay. it's named Bigfoot society, but it's like, I kind of do all sorts of, of weird okay. stuff, but I start right, with right. it goes into okay. everything else. But. Well, not much scares me. Oh, really? Wait. Do you mind if I do like a, a cut in an intro real quick? Okay. And then I'll, okay. Sure. So at this time, we're going to go into the uh, Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. And so this is a special podcast that we have. If you are a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society, $5 a month, you can listen to, we have like a little story time afterwards. And uh, they usually end up being a pretty fun time. There's all sorts of weird stuff. So at this point, we're going to uh, end our main podcast. So thanks for listening. everyone who's listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll chat with you next week. It's going to be a, a pretty special uh, week uh, episode next week because we have uh, Melissa Berkman from Finding Bigfoot on, which is going to be pretty, pretty special. So, but uh, we'll, we'll chat with you next one and have a good one, guys. <laughs>